shit. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Welcome to Intergalactic Interviews, episode 71. Where the fuck are all the episodes is the question I've been hearing probably the most everywhere I go recently. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Jamie McDonald. And before we go into anything, I just want to let you all know that today's episode is brought to you in part by Float House and Vancouver Real podcast network oh goodness let me just tell you vancouver is the host to some really really cool cool locations but one of the coolest right now is float house and there's so many so many really cool options that you can go through with this particular company uh float house opened up in 2013 and has five oasis tanks it has a nine tank center it's one of the largest in the world and it's the first in vancouver it's so beautiful if you have never taken an isolation float tank experience you definitely need to come down and check it out uh we're recording this show in our new home here at float house and i'm i gotta tell you it's something just absolutely spectacular to take in it's a beautiful location super clean everyone here is really kind it's amazing it's really good and you know what we're gonna work out some promo codes moving up into uh, the new episodes that we're going to be putting out through this new location. And uh, I just got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm blown away, but you guys need to go ahead and check out Float House. And the website, if I am so correct and <laughs> looking it up, is floathouse.ca. You go to floathouse.ca and check it out. It's uh, something to behold. If you want to Google isolation tanks and check out some other people's experiences, I'm sure it'll be an intriguing experience for you. Now, that being said... To my immediate right, I have uh, a, a pretty uh, pretty smart guy, a guy I've known uh, over ten years, uh, a good friend of mine for a long time, uh, one of the one of the funnier guys I know, uh, super fucking talented cat. Uh, we got Michael Savedra here. He's gonna be uh, guest co-hosting with me tonight, and uh, we got a main event here, a real player, a prime time player, if you will. So WWE reference? No, it's not. It's not. What we have here is. One of my fucking favorite, funniest guys to hang out with. And uh, he's been getting a ton of press lately, and we'll jump into this right away. But, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Alex Sparling. How the fucking hell are you? Oh, thank you. I'm well. I'm very well. Very yeah. excited to be here. Look at you. You're fucking doing well. Look at you. Yeah, I just want to be having fun. You think, uh, you think, you know, old age would put a man out of his misery, but, but here you are. You're in your prime. You're doing fine. Look Dude, at here you. you are. This is a crazy space. This is love, pretty beautiful, right? I do love that we have, there's, there's cameras. So we're, there, we're video, there's, there's one video up there. fed. There's one up there. There's one up there. There's a bunch on the table, but we don't have anyone operating the camera today. So, uh, it's very it's fine. One piece of the puzzle at a time. <laughs> one piece of the puzzle at a time. It, but it's also like, this is, this is, this is just a neat, there's, there's, there's vegetation on the wall. I've, That's uh, so rad. This is pretty cool. I, I want to point out that I have been here for about 10 minutes. People can't see it on the other side of this camera, but it's a very tight space on that side. Um, just with a lot of like plants and like organic vibes. It's like a very beautiful location. Like uh, I was just describing. Very tranquil. Very tranquil is exactly how I describe it. And uh, I was here like 10 minutes and I just, I was, I was by myself at here first and I was looking around like, I'm like, oh, here we go. This is, uh, this is going to be the new spot. It's so beautiful. Crash. Just totally shattered. <laughs> <laughs> flower pot and it's like very when when Savedra says it's tranquil out here I mean like it is so quiet so like you can imagine porcelain on concrete just shattering just everywhere was you think it was fancy enough to be porcelain maybe it was terracotta 
Tarek, <laughs> I, as a porcelain fan myself, mm. you'd hope it's porcelain. You know, knowing Andy or Mike, I, I would say that it's probably like, like a secret mating ritual candle from the mountains of like the Himalayas that he, he personally escorted back on an ayahuasca trip or something like you, that. You definitely smashed the <laughs> it was highly like a, sought after artifact. It was a tribal <laughs> heirloom that I like. I had no idea about, yeah. There's somebody's ashes all over the yeah, ground. It's we awful. don't know it's, who it's, those it's, are. It's awful, but uh, hopefully they're forgiving given that this is our first time here. But uh, how the hell have you been, man? What the I'm fuck? Good. What's I'm going good. on? We've been having a ton of fun. You're uh, fresh from the fucking road. You were just in uh, the Okanagan, no? Yeah, I was just um, down in Kamloops in Kelowna uh, with my good buddy, uh, Devin Alexander. Ooh, Devin Alexander, friend yep. of the show. Yep. I like that guy. He's, uh, he's, he's doing all the grunt work of setting up our show tonight yeah. while I get to sit here and hang out in a float space. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. I, I wonder how that pitch went. What did you say? You're like, uh, what did you say? Like, how did you? He's like, I have to do this. And he was like, oh. <laughs> And that was about it. That's a good. He a begrudgingly good is very begrudging. Uh, he's no, he's a sweetheart. He's a, he, he, he had no problem doing it. Uh, we should mention uh, the the night you guys put on every Monday successfully. I should say. Yep. Last time I was there was very successful. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun. Those are uh, those are separate events, not because I was there, but because, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, it was it was actually like it was really nice. Actually, I, I really enjoy uh, the space. It's like super intimate. Uh, something I really like is that, uh, you know, with a lot of like, um, open mics or like, uh, residential rooms, that kind of thing in the area is, uh, you get to kind of like hang with the comics after you can see them. They're not like untouchable or, or something like that. And everyone's super cool, which is really nice. And, and you, uh, you and Devin have a really good setup going there. How long have you guys been running that? You guys took over, right? Yeah, we took over for, uh, Kyle Bottom and Kevin Banner. Well, I took over it with, uh, with uh, another comic named Tristan McKinley. Mm. I want to okay. say... I don't think I've met... No, he moved He moved to Montreal about a year ago, so you might not have met him. It's a good city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not start yet. Not yet. No, no uh, hockey yet. Yeah, no hockey yet. <laughs> the, uh, the, it was, no, we, we took it over, like, I'd say... Oh, shoot. I want to say, like, two, maybe three years ago. No. No. Somewhere it, in there, a mm, couple of years. Elite. Well, Kyle and Kevin went on to kind of bigger and better things <laughs> for sure. Trying to say how, how to make that sound like that's exactly what yeah, it is. Like though. that's a, bigger and better. They're one of the bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Devin and I think Devin and I have been running it for um, I think almost two years together, um, and we're planning our year anniversary show. When is that show? We don't. We're trying to figure out what would be a, like a good date. Do you not know your anniversary? Not for a second. <laughs> not for a second. And Dad, just before we move any further, where is the show? Because we have not. Uh, oh yeah. Mentioned oh. Where or what the is show that, is? Thanks, Mike. <laughs> is yeah. it eight and a half restaurant and lounge? Like Main and Eighth, uh, May, right around the corner. That's from, right. Like, yeah. Fox Cabaret. Good looking out, Mike. That was a good one. Thank you. That was a save. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're fucking just treat. talking about a one year anniversary and uh, no big deal. It's yeah, gonna be, it's been going down. Yeah, guys, it's at a place you don't need yeah. to know, but keep, it's gonna uh, keep promoing this night that no one knows where it's at yet. It's very oh, did I mention it's on Mondays? That would also Mondays, maybe be yeah. not bad. <laughs> Mondays at eight and a half, it's at eight and a half restaurant and lounge. Oh, I'm sorry, Devin. It's, I uh, could it's have pretty... done a better job here. <laughs> That's how I felt about the ad just now for Flotos. I was like, I could have done better than that. You know, we're we're just we're hanging out. 
you know, there's not all about facts <laughs> and truths. It's just about fun. Well, you know Mick Foley, the wrestler? Yes, I'm aware of in his, Mick Foley. In his books, he talks about how, because he's always like been tagged as like, very powerful promotional, like he gives promos. He cuts. Oh, he's so of promos. Fucking a, right? Like so good. Uh, people have always asked him where he got that from, and, and he has his inspirations. But he said his main point he always had was that there was this idea implanted in his head about if you were to say, say, like for example, that <laughs> the, we're talking about eight and a half. If you had it in your head exactly what the fuck you wanted to say, and you were reciting it in the bathroom mirror or wherever, and trying to get it just perfect and flawless, that by doing so, you're actually removing some of the juice of the in the moment vibe that like oh, yeah. that gives you that extra, you know, like exactly just the thing that makes improv dope, basically. Yeah. So the fact that like we're like, oh man, I could have done that promo better but it's like what really we though probably <laughs> drop the best promos for both eight and a half as a restaurant not even for the show but as a restaurant and for not even just so much the float house but floating of all kinds yeah of course have you ever taken a, a float tank or like have you ever been a, no I i've never a, because like i've heard that it's that whole self dep or uh, <laughs> it's it's not self-deprecation self but that's what it would turn into with, for yeah. me with just like if you're floating and you're <laughs> The self-deprivation. Of, it's, it's the opposite like left, of that. My, my fear is that I'll be left alone with my thoughts in a dark space for too long and just be like, now I'm sitting there going over the debt I'm in. I'm realizing that I don't have a pension set up. No that's not quite how it is, but I, I can see how, how you, you that would, get there. Would be, I feel like that's where my head would go in terms of trying to find itself. It's reading their 90 minutes. That's, that's way too long. That's way too long. Here. Well, okay, check this out. My very first float, my very first float ever here... Um, or ever, I should say, ever, uh, was uh, I, I came in. It was after a meeting, actually, trying to schedule this, and they are like, hey, do you want to do a float? And I was like, I have these vouchers for, like, over a year now. Can I use them? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so they set me up, and then they're like, they, like, check the, they're like, oh, uh, check their watch. They're like, you know what? There's no one in in that particular room for, like, another two hours, so you have, like, three hours if you want and so now I've never done it. I don't know that like 90 minutes is like reg. Like I have no idea. So they're like, yeah, do you want to do three hours? And I was like, uh, for my first float? Sure, no problem. So I go in and my first experience is I seriously go through my whole childhood and it was just like a ton of forgiveness. I just had to like forgive myself for tons of things, like stupid things. Like when you're a kid and you like hit your brother over something. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff where like you're in, you're in elementary and you make fun of some kid's jacket or something. And the kid is like, he may have laughed, but then like in the tank, you're so alone with your thoughts that you're like, he probably went home and was pretty sad. See, that's why I want to do it. <laughs> really, you're not no, selling it. You're no, 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 wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, if, if I stop the story now, then you'd be like, that's not, I don't want to do this. But the fact is, so tank time, okay, in, yeah. the, in the tank, I was like going through this. And then once the forgiveness came, oh, man, it's fucking so good. It feels so nice. And, and I was at one, I got to be honest, it's a very personal thing. So what I'm describing to you obviously may or may not apply to how you experience it. But after, after I, I had gone through this initial, like, shutting down my senses and, like, just started to actually enjoy it and, like, sit there and float, after I was just, like, relaxing, man, I, I've been actually craving to find the time to come back down here and do it again since then. And that was, like, a couple months ago. Now, now the... The funny thing is, when I say tank time, the only reason I say that is because I, I went in there with the knowledge I had three hours, right? So after having this, like, 
childhood juvenile reliving moment and then actually getting this like this power juice of inspiration afterwards it became too much at one point and i was like i have to get out so i opened the tank and i immediately am, i feel like sorrow that i'm letting like like i'm letting this gift of three hours go away because i'm like it's been like maybe 45 minutes to an hour so i'm like fuck so i get out and i shower they make you post shower and all that stuff and i'm getting dressed and i grab my phone no it is like at that time three hours almost on the mark. I was in there for what I perceived to be like 45 minutes. No, tank time is muff. See, but like, that's what I mean. Like two, where you finally get to the point where then you walk out with so much sorrow. Is that because... No, 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 no. I, all that was left uh, resolved. Oh, yes, yeah, because... Yeah. But still, like, I mean, when, <laughs> just when you're... I, when you say on the reg, an hour and a half, yeah. right, is what you would normally do. And 90 minutes? Gave yeah. you that that's what it is. And yeah. they gave you double. Sounds like it'd be a little spooky. You know what I mean? It's in the idea mm -hmm. that somebody's like... Do you want to try your first beer? <laughs> and then start shoving cocaine down your throat. Okay. Like there's a, it could get dangerous is all I'm saying. This podcast is brought to you in part by Flotos. <laughs> we just want to, no, I, 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 just, I have to, I have to explain that, that analogy is fucking hilarious because it, I can see the excess of what you're, what you're trying to say. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that but like but that's not a it. negative experience. Cause it, I mean, of course I've never <clears> done it. Right. No, like no. I, it's, if you were to do it, you'd fucking love it. I'm I'll, sure I would, but I think it's, I'm the problem. The problem is that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure I would because I just don't trust my body. Hmm. I think is ultimately <laughs> like, I don't trust where my mind goes. Like I tried mushrooms and psychedelics. I understand it's a very different thing. In fact, it, it one is a poison. The other is healing. I get that. But like, wait, in comparison, what are mushrooms and floating? What mushrooms are a poison. That's why they work. Oh, psilocybin. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. And then, but I'm just saying like, I did mushrooms what, like, there's not a lot of, like, guilt. I don't, like, I was a normal kid. I grew up in a really nice house. And at 14 years old, in one of my first mushroom trips, I felt a 14. level. 14 or 15, yeah. Jesus. I felt a level of guilt that I felt was reserved for, like, a middle-aged man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> doubt and regret that I was like, oh, I'm throwing it all away already. <laughs> so to be, like, and now having actually fucked up. In the last, what, that 17 years since then, I don't know, I don't know math. Does that put me at 40? I'm not 40. But at the same time, it was just, <laughs> see, this thing, like things like that. Like I'd be sitting in the float tank and be like, I don't even fucking know no. basic math. See, but you're speculating on that because you, you haven't done it. Absolutely. This would be like me trying to describe sex to you and you've never had sex. Like that's the only way I can describe it. I get it. that. No, and I get that. I'm like, you're going to feel some tense like and I was very <laughs> afraid of sex leading up to it. <laughs> I'm like I'm like trying to explain. It's like so personal of an experience that the best thing you do is just explain the total fundamentals. You you show up to an appointment. You're greeted by nice people. They they escort you to a private room where you shower privately and you have this like robe and they take care of you and and, and it's just it's nothing but like pure therapy the whole time. Like the lights, like even the lights in this room right now with the lighting we had the cameras going so I hope maybe they can pick this up but it's like kind of purplish I do feel like I'm in a lava lamp but I, <laughs> and I like it and I like it <laughs> it's nice and then like the people outside that are like kind of walking by keep poking their heads in and looking yeah. but like all this like light sensitivity and like therapy is very important uh, when you're exiting the tank because it's such a such a, a vivid experience especially your first time from what I gather having only done it once but uh, from, what, from what I gather it's such a vivid experience because suddenly you're like turning the lights back on in your life. So if you come out into like just, I don't know, a strobe light or something, who yeah. knows what kind of effect that would have. That'd be but interesting like, actually. Yeah. How close is the door away from your face? 
Like how much room? That's that's the one like thing that tank. I've been concerned. I can see about. that. Yeah. Like, well, because when the door closes for me, that's I when the anxiety is going to start setting in. So like, okay, if it's well, if I have enough room to like maybe move my arm, you're probably I, picturing be, like a like a coffin or that's something, right? Exactly. Okay. What I, it's, it's not that's exactly yeah, what I'm comparing not, it to. It's not a coffin. It's uh, it's more comparable to like say. The best way I can describe this is like outside gas stations when you see like Okay, this is already starting off really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a favorable comparison here we're gonna put together here. Outside gas stations when you see like an ice uh like when they have ice like not a fridge, like where the yeah. sliding door, but like one of the ones where you have to open it from like a forty-five degree angle and it opens up. Do you know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah. Right. That's the best way to describe these tanks. Because like you climb in, like like you don't you don't lay down Nosferatu style and like pull a coffin shut or some shit like that. You like climb into it as a, like an ice hutch essentially. So uh, it's, and, and just to put into perspective, I'm six, three and it's like, uh, were your legs propped up? Do we still have the specs pulled up? Do they have any of those pulled up? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to ask we the obvious question, but it's like eight feet long. Like it's big. Did you have to use the washroom in what there? Do you do if you're like right on the brink mm. of a personal discovery, Alex Sparling, and you have to pee, are you referring to like like an adult? What would an adult do? Yes, I would suggest maybe utilizing the washroom. Okay, that's outside. But that's what I'm saying. Outside okay, Jamie, vicinity. let's put this in a different. Br- you're on the brink of a personal discovery. Okay, a big thing you've been struggling with. You're right there. You have to pee. That seems like those you, two events wouldn't away, be connected. Do you walk away from the discovery, or do you soak in your own pee and take a new direction in life? I think that would get you promptly evicted. I'm so confident. So there's the answer. You're not allowed to pee in the... I Is think that what that's you're looking for? Answer. Yeah, like, I think as a gentleman, you shouldn't be peeing in any communal anything. But if I'm sitting in hot water for an hour and a half, like, I would put, like, <laughs> you put an 11-year-old's hand in hot water for three seconds, he pees the bed. Well, you need to, first of all, be in control of your facilities. Your local facilities. Your, your, uh... I'm just saying the, mind, the, the body play, You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, de- I'm definitely feeling what he's putting. Alright, alright, alright. I'm gonna pitch this properly here. Okay, guys, you, can, you show up, you have a good time, right? They you immediately get into box. They, they jump. You jump into an ice box. <laughs> <laughs> they immediately uh, escort you to the washroom at your leisure. That's, your, that's the first thing they do. They're like, get get the piss Evacuation. out of here. Yeah, at your Complete. leisure. Yeah, and uh, and then and then you know you're free to roam the free range chicken yard is what I'm basically getting. Okay, at. I get that. No, it's how it's, many it's, chickens are in the water coffin? I mean, it depends the kind of person you are, you know. Like, <laughs> so I shouldn't drink a gallon of iced tea before <laughs> no. I come into this place. Super big gulps. This, this well, episode, I don't mean, this episode is. is brought to you in part by. <laughs> I, that's what I was gonna say. I'm not ripping on the the float out, and I, I like I've heard amazing stories yeah, about. Sure. You're actually interested in it, right? I am super yeah. interested. I'm genuinely saying though, I don't trust myself to be able to like. I just I my like okay for let's with this like. One, I'm going to have to use the washroom. Mm. I know that about me. Within I'm, 90 minutes? 100%. What kind of like little girl bladder do you have going on? I drink an adult amount of water in a day. I like at least eight cups. Do you really? I try to. It's How many have you had skin. today? Uh, I was a little hungover, so I had maybe 12. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got to hydrate. That's a lot of water. Yeah. But, it, it, but that's what I mean. Like it's, I, 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 look, we all take a different bath. But it's also, it's, 
For me too, it's like one. Well, there's the obvious question, but there's also too. It's like uh, like I noticed that whole self reflection thing, right? And uh, and you, the you know you're you're unlocking things that are put away. Yeah, that's part of what scares me. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, okay, let's be honest. There's there's like certain things in everyone's lives that when they're brought up, you shy away from. That's just like bottom line. Everyone has like individual experiences that you shy away from. My personal tank experience I just like described to you certainly doesn't describe your average person. From what I understand, like most people go in and are like, okay, this is kind of weird. And they're, they're too self-aware that they're floating, yeah. that they can't snap into it. I was very fortunate that I like almost immediately like, like sucked right into this void. So because of that, what I'm describing to you, I mean, I could go in the tank right now and I would have probably maybe no no recollection or anything or because I put that stuff to bed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So I, I think if you went personally, Alex Sparling, I think uh, <laughs> getting thumbs up from the streets. This is funny with this Which new location. Yeah, yeah, just people walking by giving us thumbs up. Uh, I think personally if you went in the tank, you'd fucking love it. And I think, I think you'd have a really relaxing time. I can just picture this. You have a great fucking night, you know, everything's going well. You, you, you duck out a little early. You say, guys, I got, a, I got some stuff to do. You, you pop in here for your appointment. Are you saying like leave the bar to come here for a <laughs> yeah, quick no, float? No, like, how late is this place open? No, you're from Winnipeg. There's, there's, there's no <laughs> way, there's no, you know, there's, there's, there's no way that you would ever. All right, boys, you I gotta go for a yeah. quick float before bed. <laughs> yeah, bites. I'm gonna go in for a float. They're like, what the fuck are you gonna do? You guys do? gonna be here for a little bit? Because I'm just gonna pop out. <laughs> All right, I'll find be right myself. Back. I'm gonna yeah. find myself and come back. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm lay in some myself. salt water. I'll see yeah. you guys in a few. Exactly. <laughs> but that's one of the things, though, like, for, because uh, I don't get a lot, like, I don't get a lot of sleep, um, or at least sleep well, I feel like. But that's one of the things that does really attract me towards, like, floating and stuff, is I've heard that you can do. Like through something, I like there's a math on it where it's like something like three hours in the flow tank is equivalent to like seven hours of rest mm. or something like that. Like it just being that your your body is just lingering there. Well, if you can actually rest it. Oh, you know what I mean. It like yeah. it does it full justice. I think what you might be describing is the amount of um, buoyancy required to keep a human afloat. Like the average human afloat is insane. Like the amount of uh, it's like salt. Yeah, like like Dead Sea salt essentially, or something like that. I, I can look this up. <laughs> we would have been, been more. I was trying to coordinate stuff with uh, Mike Zaremba and Andy, who own this place. But I'm also but, uh, sure you didn't expect me to come in and start dissecting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the ad's done. I don't need you trying to tell me how much salt is in the water, basically. <laughs> so I'm like, so uh, it's 10 inches of water ten with 800 pounds of dissolved Epsom salt. Holy 800 pounds per, per, like, whatever. Yeah. It's so, like, That's a lot of salt. Like, like, it's yeah. it's... It's literally, I'm pretty sure, chemically or physically impossible for you to sink, right? So, yeah. so when you're in there, what's in that salt? It's like what kind of salt? Like Epsom, Epsom salt. That has, I used to use that for eczema as a kid. Well, this would be great because it's it so infuses your skin with less like like magnesium. I'm pretty confident. Is that right? I don't. I'm I don't sure, want to speak on I, behalf of the float house. But, but okay, not, unofficially, I, I'm pretty sure I've read that it infuses, like, because it, it can give you magnesium, which affects your sleep cycle and can yeah. increase your REM cycles, which gives you what you're saying, which yeah. is like three hours equals seven. I, you know, I made that fucking math. <laughs> I just, I've heard good things yeah. about math like that. Is all. Those numbers all sound good. Yeah, right? they sound really. Good. I mean, you're throwing 800 pounds. 
out there. I read that I feel off like of a thing. He read that <laughs> off of a thing. Well, I read it off of a thing as well. That's copy, Alex Sparling. How dare you? How dare you? That's, that's official copy that we just made up. How dare you? Yeah, we're taking you to task. I'm not the only person who has to be fact-checked tonight, okay? There's a couple people here. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you, because you've been in the news lately, like, a lot. <laughs> so yeah. what, what the fuck prompted this, like, wave of press? First of all, just tell me that. What prompted that? I grew up in Yellowknife. Right. That's what prompted it. And then I... <laughs> what, they just focused on some guy from Yellowknife? Well, no, well, just because it was like, <laughs> I got to... Because Yellowknife is still such a small community, right? And the whole North is such a small community. And then I, I got through to the finals of an NBC Standard for Diversity competition. And... It just. <laughs> what role did you play in diversity? Like, see, that was the. Were they fun. looking for a white guy or something? I like, was. Yeah, I was the. I was. <laughs> it was like I was the only white guy there, but because I only have one eye, it. I could look at a black man and be like, I get it. I get it. We're all here for the diversity showcase. Is you that know. what the producers told you? No. What are they? Were they like uh, him? They just like pointed. I out. wanted to call the. I like. I would have loved to have on stage. I just don't. I don't have the balls. But I wanted to thank you so much for coming to the NBC Ethnicities and Di- uh, Disabilities Showcase. <laughs> 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 because that's essentially I where I fit into it. That's the, that's where I fit in. Is I only have one eye, and it was just just <laughs> enough diversity. Come on through. Were there a lot of other white people on the show? No, there was. Was it ethnically rainbow? Is what I'm trying to there say. There was, yeah, for the most part, yeah. There was, and there was two other guys. Uh, there, all the other comics were phenomenal and great, but there was two <clears> other guys, um, uh, uh, Ian Aber and uh, Randy Syfax, um, and uh, you know, looking at him like, like, I got the like the layout on the website and like my picture with everybody else's, and like looking at him like, oh, cool, like I'm not the they're Randy and Ian, like they're they're white, and I was like, oh, fuck, right on, like I'm <laughs> I'm not just. Going down because I'm they're the one like, white guy. Maybe probably like, like uh, Croatian or some shit. That's what I mean. like, but that's what well, that's what happened. I was like, I'm not the only white guy. I got through on talent. I am funny. You and are then, funny. But then I got there and they were like, Oh no, I'm half black. And the other was like, I'm half Chilean and gay. And it was like, Oh fuck! Look at that, Mike. Chilean represent. Huh? Did you say you're Chilean and gay? Yes. Yeah. Gay Chilean. <laughs> Bro, double dip. See? Double dip. <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wrote some stuff down that I fucking, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about because I read this yesterday and I couldn't fucking believe what I read. Can I ask you this? Yeah. This is, uh, I want to jump back into to LA here in a minute. I just want to ask you just off the top of my fucking head. I read yesterday that there is uh, a guy who sold shares to his life, like modeled his life after the stock market and sold a thousand shares of his life to people. And he held, he holds like stockholder meetings, like shares and people vote in shareholder meetings. As to, to what, what he does with his life. life. Yes. And, and certain, yeah. here's, here's certain things they've, they've decided. Okay. They've decided his hair color, uh, the type of pet he owns, uh, what kind of car he drives? What? Like, like imagine some of these. Cho- like, imagine a stockholder. It's like meeting. a reverse Truman Show. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. That's very strange, though, isn't it? This, like, how who buys strange. that stuff? Who buys that? But why, what, how do you make money off of that? If someone came in right now and said, "For fifty dollars each, you guys can have a share in my life." There's a thousand shares. If you guys want to buy more, it's up to you. But this is what it is. 
and you guys have full voting decisions on what the fuck I so do. So the only profit you make is I buy those shares. life? Yeah, I'd That's buy those it. shares. I'd buy them. I'd buy up. A, I'd probably buy five. I would buy shares for that guy in high school. Like, when I was in high school, I'm like, yeah. I just need, like, here's 50 bucks. I own you. Fight that kid. Yeah. That's, that's where I would use it. But as, like, an adult, like... But you have to be in a room like this, and you have to sit around a table and be like, okay, so the current decisions right now are brunette with auburn highlights for hair or the radical dark horse, which is green and magenta. Let's fucking go. Who, who, how many people vote for green and magenta? And everyone, like, raises their hands. That's bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's very... It's incredibly bizarre. It's, it's one of the most fucked up things I've read in a long time because it truly shows how you can connect the planet in the weirdest fucking way. But that's also the biggest fuck it moment <laughs> I've ever heard. Like, what brings a man to a point where he's just like, I fuck it, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I can't do this on my own. And it's like he tried to reach out to his mom and she's like, I'm, you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. Like, that's my major question is that I feel like if he had a, like, if he had my mother, yeah. not for a second, yeah. would he be selling shares <laughs> in his personal life choices? What was that guy's parents like? What do you think that meeting was like when he, he, he pulled up one day in the, in the yard, he, mom's getting dinner ready and he pulls up and he's like, Guys, I just made a business deal. And everyone's like, what? What'd you do? And he's like, just sold my life to a thousand people. Yeah, best best vote wins. Was, like, was that the only money he got was from that initial sale? Like that $50 a share? Like that would be insane. I mean, I that's don't know. All, like that's all he's getting out of this was like 50 bucks? I didn't see how <laughs> much he so, charged. Yeah, they, yeah. You can't, they, it must be the thousands. Because also now all must I'm thinking be. is like the amount of homeless people that come up to me and like uh, – for 20 bucks, I'll light my hair on fire. Like, you know yeah. that guy? Yeah, that, that guy. That must guy. Be livid to find out <laughs> that people will run his entire life for way more than 20 bucks and he doesn't have to light his head on fire. That ticker tape on CNN at the bottom, the ticker tape on the bottom that tells like the stocks. Yeah. That homeless guy you're just describing, his shit's like way down. Oh, completely. Like, fucking, like four, 45 points down. And They're just living. like, oh, fucking, this is awful. <laughs> he's like, I didn't have to light it on fire. You mean you're trying yeah. to tell me that I just had to decide yeah. between blonde and black hair? I went from $20 a share to 45 cents a share. This, this is fucking garbage. bullshit. But seriously, though, it is like, the, there's there's so little that separates those mentality. You know what I mean? It's like an iPhone is what separates that guy from the homeless guy. Because mm -hmm. it's like, if, if he's a homeless guy coming up to you, you know what I mean? No job and just garbage, like just clothes just or whatever. Just garbage. Just, well, you know, when he comes up to you, he's like, tell you what, buddy, for 50 bucks, I'll let you decide what I do with the rest of my day. You'd be like, fuck off. I'm just trying to have a cigarette in peace. Yeah. But this guy comes up to you in a suit and he's like, for $5,000, you get to decide <laughs> what my new hairdo looks like. <laughs> oh, my, absolutely. I'm so glad you approached me. Oh, man. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's all that separates it. I just love that concept. And I also love the idea of the human stock market. Like, because yeah. that could really be a thing. But we had a human stock market. It was slavery. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is not going to go well. This can't possibly go well. That, that would be odd is he to have. White? I believe the guy's white. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, well, as you know, whites have the most value. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just came from a diversity showcase. You know what I mean. Come on. <laughs> I, I, am a, I am a whore. I, uh, well, I will lose the other one if I get to go back next. <laughs> yeah. It means I get to play the improv twice 100%. It's a gift. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, hold on a second. That was fucking awesome. But I, I do want to – okay, let's get us back on track to L.A. real quick here. So how the fucking was play the improv? That was your first time playing the improv, right? 
Yeah, Jamie, that was my first time playing the Hollywood Improv. Of course it was my first time playing just, the Hollywood I'm, Improv. You don't just get that? To, Mike, I'm trying to set him up like this, I'm sorry. Right? You're Mike, right. I'm sorry. What do you think about that, Mike? It's pretty ungrateful of Alex Barlin to come in here after I try to lob him a, a very beautiful, uh, bunt-worthy... It was, but, uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a weird question. But I just said that, that Homer... like It was the opposite of that Homer Simpson Frank Grimes <laughs> moment. It was just like... What do you mean you've never been to the moon? Yeah, you've, yeah, like, <laughs> you've never been? Been to space? You've never been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about no, that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I apologize. I uh, No, no, no. Seriously, though, like, uh, it, being that it was like, uh, like, it's such an iconic stage. That's why I was just Yeah, dude, I was, I was shitting my pants. Like, it was, like, you walk up to the improv and it's like, like, already on the marquee, Nick Swardson was there the Tuesday before Fucking the show. That I, and I love, like, Nick Swardson's one of my absolute favorites. Same. I think everyone in this room fucking oh, loves Nick Swartzen. Yeah. I don't watch football at all, but I was devastated to find out that <laughs> Nick Swartzen turned his Twitter account off yesterday during that Seahawks-Vikings game. He's a diehard He's Vikings a, fan. And he turned it off, and I was living. The, the only football I follow is Nick Swartzen. Just a, like, he says <laughs> yeah. the most vulgar shit. You don't, follow, it. you don't follow football. You follow Nick Swartzen following football. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's so much more entertaining than Norm MacDonald uh, like following golf. I feel bad watching Norm MacDonald follow any sports because I'm mm -hmm. always just like, don't bet, Norm. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't do well, it. I'm the worst because like, I know he's a Jets fan, a Winnipeg Jets yeah. fan. And I, I will read every single golf tweet in just looking for a – uh, oh, and Winnipeg uh, do really well today. <laughs> Some show. Thanks, Norm. That's right. Well, <laughs> it never happens. Funny thing about uh, Nick Swartzen is like his whole feed. Uh, I follow him on Instagram, and his whole feed is always like, uh, like, come out tonight. I'm doing a show in fucking Tucson. Come out tonight in Arizona. It's gonna be fun. Fart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like that, and then just occasionally broken up by just. Furious fucking just like just rage. just rage Viking fan rage where he's just like Minnesota better get this fucking punt return fuck <laughs> just like freaking out. But and I've tried to like I've tried to tweet like do like live tweet. I'm blown away by it because it's like I, he must have a scribe. He must because he pumps those tweets out with the play so fluidly and still hasn't manages to watch the rest of the game. <laughs> like live tweeting sports is a skill in and of itself. Like I've tried I to do it with that, Jets yeah. with Jets games and then like just like losing it on you know Pavlik or whatever and then look up and I've missed like two or three plays and then I go back to look at the tweet and it's gotten and it never does get anything <laughs> so it's like what am I doing? It, it becomes so uh, it becomes so quickly irrelevant. Yeah, that immediately. It, yeah, like it, it just it's it's and then you look at someone like. Darren Detition or like Ryan Rashog even from like TSN and then those guys are like just just flaring them out yeah. boom just kicking them out so quick it's, it's too much and then on top of that too it's like because it, like he's also like venom like he says hor like horrible things about human beings <laughs> you know what I mean and it's just like I would love to go in with that like every time I go go in and I just like fucking want to unload on Pavlik you know what I mean yeah Oh, um, but, which, by the way, we have to talk about that after. Yeah, and we Please can talk. And ahead. I would love to talk about Alexander yeah. Burroughs as well. But, the, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I would love to like go off and like fuck. But then I also, I, I tweet out with the hopes that 
the Winnipeg Jets catch on, and I really want the Winnipeg Jets to like me. So I'm not going to be like, <laughs> fuck you, Chevy, because they're not going to be like, oh, you said fuck you, Chevy? Come watch a game for free. The, That's not going to happen. GM Chevy Day Off, or how, how do you say it? Is that Shovel you say? Day Off. Shovel Day Off. Uh, you, <laughs> you called me frantically one morning, Alex Sparling, and you told me, uh, hey, uh, I think you'll enjoy this. And you, you flipped me a clip to something, and you had just done a bunch of, uh, like, TV press in the morning, <laughs> and uh, you're like, yeah, it was a bunch of live shows, and every single one I was on cut that, and you're like, I did the exact same, like, press junket style, like, he kept saying the exact same few talking points, and uh, you always ended it with what? I ended it with a couple of things. <laughs> this is live TV, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, and this is a perfect time for, like, the Hollywood Improv was like, that was a room that I'd read about and dreamed about playing since I was 13 years yeah. old. I would give all of that up to keep the one moment that I had on global TV. <laughs> Cause all I wanted to do was I, I got to do the interview. Uh, I did the interview, you know, did the same basic interview that I got that like had been super, like it was honored to get to do all of these interviews and, and super privileged, but she like, she closed up. So like, what do you want to do coming out of this uh, NBC competition? And I was like, well, you know, like with this bit of momentum and stuff, I'd hope to be able to finally uh, get the job as a starting goaltender for the Winnipeg Jets because Andre Pavlik is a glorified AHL <laughs> goaltender has no, uh, no business making that kind of money in the fucking NHL. <laughs> and she was this, like, is oh, on, great. this is on the CBC, like our taxpayer funded network. <laughs> live on global <laughs> news. Live oh, on global. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you, I love you went through all the outlets and all of them cut it except except, except for global because they yeah. had to they they, could, they couldn't yeah. cut it amazing you you did it so deftly because you you didn't you didn't walk into it like well this is what I think you were just like well one thing I want to accomplish yeah, <laughs> is fuck that guy I, yeah. I don't want to fuck that guy I yeah. mean, like fuck that guy I love that you did that because you just said you want the Jets to like you and I, I think that those two events are not very connected but then in a way they really are because. If they actually ditch him at some point, you're you have already started the foundation for you to become. But I think their official comic and shit. But they just like. But it is like I do feel. I think the rest of the Jets organization. It's it's Chevy. Chevy is the only. I swear to God, Chevy sits in a float tank for an hour and a half every day and convinces himself that Andre Pavlik is the right choice for the Winnipeg Jets. No, stick to the plan, Chevy. If he was in a plan, if he was in a float tank. You guys would already have a Western Conference banner up. You guys be doing fine. You guys be doing fine. I bet you he doesn't float. That's why. I bet you if he, I bet you if he floated, you guys you I, guys wouldn't have had Evander Kane for as long as you did. Okay, uh, we can't get into hockey yet. Hold on a second. Okay, pause the game because I know this could be a whole podcast just hockey. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. We, we, let's throw that track suit in the float tank. <laughs> the fucking yeah yeah yeah. There, that's great. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. So the cameras were high fiving. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure they heard the. The yeah, man on man slap. I that one. It picked it up. <laughs> yeah, that, that one picked it up. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, uh, just back to LA. You said uh, Marquee was like full of big names. He's like Nick Swords and who else was on the the bill? I think. Uh, oh, just fuck. I think Bobby killers. Lee was one of the next ones, but it was like, like for the next week after, week after. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then just a murderer. Literally painted on the outside of the wall of the improv is like Carlin and Pryor and like mm-hmm. like all of these legends. And then I walk in and there's all of these framed photos. Of comics, and the first frame photo I see is Jim Gaffigan, who is just like the king. Like I'm convinced, and I feel like we've had this argument before, of not that he is the greatest comedian to ever live of all time. Yeah, I don't know if we. I realize a lot of people will 
I realize Richard Pryor existed, <laughs> but it's just for my own sense of humor. I was like, there's nobody does it, does it better. Wait, I, th- I think what happened was, I don't think we argued about it, but I think we discussed uh, how I felt it was just like, a, just very interesting. Curious that like, like you're not clean by any means in, in your material. No, but more but, silly. But Gaffigan is like very clean, oh, like yeah. squeaky clean compared to like, and a lot of people. He like, must be a master for the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very clean. So, yeah. so like, it's a bacon joke. Yeah, I just, I, I find that very interesting because, like, for the most part, sometimes inspirations um, have this like terrible uh, effect of like becoming like you. you people become their inspirations yeah. and and that kind of thing. But like, I mean, that's like a pretty far cry from your material. Like, you know, yeah. What I mean? Like, I mean, like it is like. I, I think, like, it, it's... That would be, like... Yeah. I couldn't write like him, though. Like, because it is, like... He does that great, like... He just breaks things down so simply. And, like, it, like, it, like I said, like, five minutes of bacon jokes. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah. it's I, I just... I get... I, I think it's, like, I have too much ADD or something, and I just get too excited and just start, like, rambling a bit too much. <laughs> or he just sits in that moment, and it's just too good. He's, he's like, really good. I gotta admit... Uh, you two really like him, right? I'm a big fan. I, I think he's like a huge um, influence, especially on on the c- current landscape of comedy. By all means, um, personally, I just I don't gravitate towards him the way I do like to like say Bill Burr or yeah. uh, or like you mentioned Swartzen. Swartzen's one of my favorites. Like I just I love the way oh, yeah. he thinks. Like, but Swartzen because he just like he's just like it's pa- like party. Like it's the name of one of his one of my favorite my favorite Swartzen album. Savedra put me onto that album, and uh, we were working at a bong factory, and that's how I found out about that album. That's perfect. That's and, a great yeah. place to find a Nick Swartz album. He played me. It wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went through that bit, actually, yesterday in session, the, the his heroin one, selling heroin. <laughs> I, I did that bit for an artist I was working with yesterday uh, in, in session, and, and the guy was fucking laughing, and I was, I was like, yeah, there's this great Nick Swartz bit, and I told him, because it was, it was relevant to what the fuck we were saying, and uh, that's how much I love that shit. Like, I, I still fucking oh, yeah. quote it all the time. Uh, but his, like, I don't know. I don't really like clean comedy for the most part. Have you ever listened to Brian Regan? Well, he, in my opinion, is the cleanest and, but he's like, he's so fucking good. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like he's arguably like probably the greatest guy maybe doing it right now next to like Louis CK and Bill Burr. Like, would that be arguable? I mean, I think, but also too, it's like, it, it, I think, like, it obviously, you know, if you look at the numbers in terms of ticket sales and stuff, there's, you know, there's the obvious, like, billbers and, like, like other yeah. guys doing it. But I think, too, it also boils down to your sense of humor. Yeah, you know it's all I mean? subjective. It's very subjective. So subjective. Yeah. I mean, if we were doing it commercially, we'd probably have to mention, like, Kevin Hart right now. Yeah. That, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, I'm not really a Kevin Hart fan, but I, I like him. Every like, time I just don't listen Kevin to Hart is in the same room as Conan O'Brien, I am the biggest Kevin Hart fan. Yeah, that's and true. And he leaves yeah. the room, and I'm no longer a big <laughs> that, Kevin that's Hart That's really fan. true. I, did you watch his new one with Ice Cube and they, oh uh, my Ice God. Cube and Kevin Hart and Conan? Well, that's the second time they've done that, right? Because when the first, the first ride one? along came out, they did yeah, the same thing. And they taught like one of his interns or something. Oh, yeah. One of the PAs had to like learn how to drive. And so he's like, uh, Conan's like, yeah, yeah, let me go pick up uh, for anyone's listening and doesn't know what we're talking about. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, 
uh, you're doing pretty good. Let me go pick up uh, my friends here. And then they go pick up Ice Cube and Kevin Hart and like attach a weed flag to the front of the car and oh, drive around. Yeah. I love when the, the cop comes up and he's like, and Kevin Hart's like, I know how to talk to, I know how to talk to cops. Hold on. And he just went into something about Jesus walking on water. And, and then immediately turned so into Conan and an Ice Cube and like, I'm so sorry. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. Those Conan remotes, though, are just... They're... Fuck. Have you seen all the Jordan Shalansky? All remotes? of them. They're... Per- I want more. I was just more. watching yesterday. I want more. I watched them. Like, I watched the whole... Like, I think there's seven or eight Jordan Shalansky episodes, and I will watch all of them maybe once or twice a month. I then prepared my body in various <laughs> ways. <laughs> <laughs> when he says, when, I love when Conan introduces him and he's like, he's like, uh, with our associate producer, Jordan Schlansky, and then he'll show a photo of him. And then the photo, he'll be like, he really looks like that. He, he I don't know. He like walks in the room like he's a magician or something. He walks in like so arms good. out. Like, he cleans out his office. But oh, I love that. Biscotti, a biscotto. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah. Biscotto. There's only one of them. <laughs> it's pronounced biscotto. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you, do you need a fresh ground peppermill to, to, in your office? <laughs> a little handheld one? Yeah, yeah. Why a handheld one? Well, because it's smaller in space. Yeah, we wouldn't want to <laughs> clutter, <laughs> clutter this cluttered. Dirty <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. But that shit's fucking awesome. Um, I think uh, what, what's really fucking cool uh, about you going out and like spreading your brand and shit like that is people that don't necessarily get to see you. Um, start to see really like the comedy you present and uh and just i don't know i don't know about you how you personally feel about this but like from an outside perspective it certainly feels like like the levee is building up and there's like a a dam about to burst of like just boom like you're about to like just take the fuck off yeah like i feel like things are going really well for you recently do you feel like that i yeah like i mean i i I'm very grateful for like I've had like a weird it was a weird a weird year like I got like the like the stand up diverse like I snuck into that you know what I mean like how, how did you get in anyway like I I am a white guy with one eye it's a diversity <laughs> showcase they're not gonna say no like I snuck in like I like I know if it was um, like I, I'm not just trying to be self deprecating I'm just like genuinely like if it was a genuine comedy showcase I probably wouldn't have gotten through you know what I mean like I got to like I, I think got that to do, I, I think you're being disingenuous to your own talent well I appreciate that but I mean like the great like a crazy year in that like I got to go play the Hollywood improv and do this NBC thing and I was on a reality TV dating show yes all the same year you're like it was just like a stupid year you're not even mentioning the fact that you won the 2015 yuck off here in in Vancouver N- no I, I didn't mention I did do that I you did, did, do, I that. did do that you did do that. I did, I did do that. I thought I just messed <laughs> that up. Okay, yeah, you did do that. Yeah, it was. I mean, like, I, I guess, like, like I, you're you're rather accredited in the last year, uh, and I am Slice TV's Alex Sparling now. You it are totally actually 2016. That's how I'm gonna write the the spurt or what do you call I would it? hope Spiel? so. That's, that's how I'm gonna promote it. I well. would yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I sat down with uh, Slice TV's very own Alex Sparling, fresh from Whitehorse. Oaks with yellow knife. No, oh. no, no, no. It's Whitehorse. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, see that? See that I'm talking about? That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. No one in Canada knows about Whitehorse or Yellow Knife. <laughs> Alex Sparling, we get it. We get a Sparling, okay? They, the people hate these pieces. Anyway, like I was just gonna say, like I feel like you're doing really well and like things are really building to something 
I mean, I if anything, if it builds to anything, I hope it just builds to I get to really start working as a comic now. You know what I mean? Like, in like I'm not like I'm not saying like lofty goals of like like headlining. You know, like. Yuck Yucks Toronto, like Calgary, or like getting to do like at River Rock or anything. I'm like, but I'm saying like, I'd love to build my year around a working uh, run where I could make a bit of money doing things like Williams Lake, mm-hmm. Prince George. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just booked a gig in S- Saskatoon in April, and I'm over the moon about it. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's so that's where I'm. I'm hoping if the levy breaks, it's that. Well, no matter what your art is. Whether you're crossing state or pro- like provincial lines, when you're doing that for your art and your yeah. passion, it's a fucking good feeling, man. Yeah. Like, like the amount of people, I'll just say, because I don't know, there's not a there's not like a visual person here, so like it's the uh, like because I don't I don't pay, I don't know about you guys, but like the amount of painters that are like, you know, attached to an easel and they're just hammering away the best material they could possibly put together to hopefully have like a gallery showcase one day. You know, and then hopefully to travel that showcase around, like yeah. on some ultra tier shit, you know, uh, to have that option is like very, very few and far between for artists, right? So if you go into another form of art, like comedy, and you're like, okay, not only do you do comedy at these locations and you have your own weekly eight and a half, that's every Monday, folks, every <laughs> eight and a half at eight and a half lounge, uh, not only do you have this like particular setup, you can also. You, you see it in a way that, like, the way it grows into these other cities is just, like, it's fucking crazy because comedy is so universal and it, it can really take you into all these different places. I don't know. It, it makes me feel good to is, see well, you do well. Well, thank you. Because know? yeah. it is fun, too, like, where it's just, like, in a lot of those, like, rogue gigs. And, like, when I say, like, Williams Lake and Prince George, like, I don't mean that it's just, like, at the very fucking least, I want to play <laughs> Williams Lake. I got to do one show at Williams Lake, and I fucking love Williams Lake. Well, that they was they loved you, didn't they? Uh, I had a really good show. I got to Shirley Gnome uh, brought me up, and I got to open for her. Uh, but it was it was one of my favorite shows of all time because uh, we both like Shirley and I um, uh, going walking into the venue and just like a little uh, you know like I, we've never been here before and like I grew up in Yellowknife like I like I grew up in bars like this too but still like you know you never really know what the crowd's gonna be like kind of a thing and then, yeah it's like kind of a mixed uh, bag of like yeah people. and it was and it was a really nice bar but like right on the edge of the highway kind of a thing and so we're just like immediately your head goes to like worst case Ontario right and so <laughs> the like we we immediately like we walk in and. Uh, uh, Tom Bass is the guy who runs uh, that northern, who does the northern runs yeah. and produces yeah. that. Great guy. Uh, it's like one of the most hospitable dudes on the planet. And he, um, so we, we go in and uh, excited to see him. And then uh, his buddy turns around, and I guess it's one of his best buddies, and he only has one eye. And he looks at me and he's like, same club. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking good in Williams. Like, I'll be fine. Damn. And then what a and, sign from the heavens! Oh, I love! I couldn't believe it! I couldn't believe it! I was like, I get to say whatever I want because yeah. this old like biker slash like uh, like mill worker. I was gonna say prospector. Prospector, <laughs> a little further south. Yeah, but oh, the, okay. Yeah. But it was still like he was the, 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 the nicest guys. Like everybody out there was so kind and just you know what I mean. It's a still small town vibe where like you don't get to do stuff like this. You but have to be it, you have to be nice in a small town. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to be because the guy you have a f- blood feud with sells you milk at the grocery exactly. store. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Some, at some point, you have to be like, I fucking hate you. But, or I'll say the milk, yeah. but like the good weed in town. Like you don't want to <laughs> yeah. piss off the guy with the good because he's, the, right. only one, he's <laughs> the only one. That's right. You, you fucked, have to move blah, blah, blah. after that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to move. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. it's not a long, long drive to Vancouver for <laughs> Williams. Like, and you have dispensaries. <laughs> but, yeah, with the, but then at the end of the show, I go to pay my bar tab. And um, they're like, you don't, like, and I was budgeting, you know what I mean? Like, trying to, like, just, you know, I have my four beers or whatever. And then um, I go up and the, the, you don't have a bar tab anymore. So that's somebody's paid. And I'm like, what? And so one of the other bartenders comes over too and she's like, no, you don't, somebody's paid your bar tab. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, it wasn't right. like a, ma- like, I had four Pilsner. It wasn't like a massive bar tab, but still, like, that's a really nice thing. Like, who would have done that and whatever? Mm-hmm. And then another guy in the room was like, hey, it was a great show. Could I buy you a shot? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We go. Up to the bar, and this the, is the best bar show manager, ever. <laughs> the bar manager looks at me, hands me my shot of Jameson, and goes, "That was amazing." And he only has one eye, and I was oh, like, "What? No what? way? <laughs> what are the odds?" There's no like, if I ever film a special, it will be at that bar in Williams Lake. <laughs> was it like with my one eye bartender and my one eye bouncer? <laughs> what is going on in that bar that they have so many like? Uh, missing optical nerves. What well, the fuck's it is going like, on? I think it is like, it's because it's like a, like a lot of, like the small town, like, like a lot of those, like, because uh, it's, it's still like, it's a lumber town, right? That's right, yeah. Um, and like, uh, the same like within Saskatchewan and Alberta and stuff, and it, when you get those, some of those smaller towns and generations down, right, a lot of like eye accidents happen from like farming equipment or just like mechanical shit that just goes and like, you know, pops one in the eye or whatever. <laughs> and so like, uh, you know, you find more of, I think, in smaller towns and, you know, people are okay with it. People that skipped Wemis training is really what this <laughs> I, I was going to say that it was probably a small town playing with fireworks or something. That's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> playing Rocket Ricky. That's why you do the Wemis kids. That's why you take the Wemis course. That's why you fucking do Wemis. Let me ask you a little bit about uh, Slice TV. Yeah. Like, okay, so all I knew going into it is you're like, yeah, I just finished taping a, a dating show. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you're like, it's going to be awesome. Just fucking watch. Can you just tell me, tell these people, on, just everyone listening right now, can you just tell them exactly what happened? Day one, like you get the call. Well, it was, it was immediately, it was extra special, like, or special. What's, what's the special show? is the right word. The show is called First Dates Canada. And oh, one of our buddies, <laughs> one of our buddies, uh, uh, Brent Constantine, essentially uh, found this open application to the reality TV dating show. It turned into a glorified casting director at a point. He became the only because wow. through Brent and, and like people find out there was there's about eight or nine co- Vancouver comics on that show. On the reality TV dating show. Holy shit. So it's like just a, a fucking uh, churning out. The oh, mill. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like only Ryan Williams and I were the two, uh, from my understanding, were the only two like featured dates. But like in the background of da- like, oh, no, Steve McGowan has a great oh, yeah. episode too. But like in the back of it, and then you'll see snaps like, oh, there's Levo McCashin, there's Mark Nesbitt, there's uh, Brent Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Who, who, Brent, who, Brent's quick snapshot is he gives his date a firm handshake before they sit down at the table oh and God. then hands her his resume. He doesn't have a resume, but it, it was that. It was fantastic. Okay, Jesus. That would be fucked up. Just like slide your references yeah. across the table. Yeah. But it was ended up being like, uh, so like a, then you, you go and you do the, uh, the audition and uh, I met up with uh, – 
Ryan and uh, Mark, uh, Ryan Williams and Mark Nesbitt earlier, and uh, we were watching a hockey game and drinking a little bit before the audition, and then <laughs> ended up, like, I myself personally ended up being a little too loaded to audition for anything on TV. <laughs> like, I've just got, like, some ratty tank top and a Misery Signals hoodie oh, unzipped and just, like, sh- freshly shaved head and just like, yeah, I don't know, somebody with red hair, that'd be fun, <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> Yeah, and then they and then they called the next day, and they're like, "We'd love to have you on a reality TV dating show." But but of course you do. Of course you want me on your definitely. I again, it's the I, but that's the I thing. Like, they didn't pay me. Of course they're going to take this love story of like a love struck kid who's just like (laughs) desperately trying to find love in a two eyed world. One hundred percent two eyed world. Was that part of? Is that what you wrote? I in really the want that to be. No, I don't think. Tell me I, that's don't think that's, I don't think that's how they pitched the episode. I want a guy looking for love in a two-eyed world. <laughs> that's the commercial tagline. Like yeah, leading in, they like next on spice. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Christ. I was really hoping. Like it got to the point where, like, because you do the uh, you do the separate um, interviews, right? Like you yeah. do the interview. Uh, like it, they, they splice it together so it looks like you you. You pop in and out of your date to do interviews off to the side, but you film the interview the day before or a couple days before or whatever. And so we were just chatting in the interview and they take in their own clips, but they got to a point where like I just kind of threw out there like it would be just it would I'd be really excited to see who you guys found. Like it would just be crazy to me if you found a girl with one eye. And then they just froze. And uh just to me, like there's no fucking way <laughs> you found a girl with No. Like, I get to go on a half-blind date on national television. Oh, my. Like, I lost, like, I lost. A half-blind date. I know, but, this, but that's what I mean. And I'm just like, because it would be the worst, because she would sit down if she was, well, with one of my, she'd sit down, and I'd be like, you got her, I've been talking about you on stage for years. <laughs> There's no point in you say anything. I've already worked out how this entire date's gonna go. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. Oh my god! You're bringing the bit to life. Exactly. You're bringing the bit to life. Exactly. Like like I have one bit where it's basically like going to meet a girl at a club and I'm gonna find my dream girl. Like I'll turn away at one point and go take a sip of my beer and notice at the bottom of it is this little blue eye and I turn around and there she is, empty socket. You know, pretty as my weed. I drown my beer and we trade eyes. Now I got a blue eye and a brown eye. She's got a blue eye and a brown eye. We're running around the club like a couple of huskies and it is adorable, right? But also, like, so that's part of the bit. But then I'm also like, now she's going to sit down. When she comes back from the washroom, my eye is going to be sitting at the bottom of her drink and I'm going to be like, right? It's just like the joke. Oh my God. But she'll have never seen any of my comedy. She has no context. And she'll be horrified. <laughs> Like screaming at producers, like you told me I wasn't just gonna be some spectacle for you. And here's this loser who's too comfortable with the eye, way too comfortable that now he's spoiled my eight dollar drink. Holy shit! But that, uh, of course, was not the case. No, I can't see that being no. the case. The ratings would have been through the roof. Through the fucking roof. That's what I. That's what I. I also. Could you oh, just imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> but that'd be too much. Like, I can't be a one-eyed comic with a one-eyed girlfriend and be taken seriously at all anymore. What a weird gravitational force that has brought you two together. <laughs> exactly. Like what? Like you're like, ah, oh, don't worry. There's a slice TV slot coming up for you in the future. Just don't worry, her, like, kid. you know, yeah. I've always felt like there was something missing. Yeah. 
But it wasn't until I met you that I realized what it was. And it wasn't just the hole in my face. <laughs> it was your hole in your face. <laughs> That's what I was missing. Like a bunch of, like a, like a couple of fucking huskies running around the exactly. club. What a fucking perfect, perfect. I love that bit. But it's it never, but it, like, that's, it, yeah, so it didn't work out like that. They did bring out uh, this other uh, girl. She was really nice. Like, it just, but it, like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, any, I like, I, like, I've never done Tinder or, like, plenty of fish or any of that. So, like, I, this was my first experience. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm sure, like, you guys have, you're attractive guys. You've been on dates before. You're fucking engaged. You, Actually. You've clearly been on a, on a, on a couple of dates. I just got engaged. So. And congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I actually, check this out. Um, I am a weird, weird, uh, I don't know, situation where, like, I started dating my, my fiance uh, right before Tinder and like uh, you know, for those of you out there, grinder. <laughs> like before those apps exploded, I I was in this like monogamous relationship that I'm now engaged uh, with this girl. So I have like I have peripheral understandings of of Tinder. Like I I understand I understand the swiping and I, I know culturally like what it is, but I've never fucking used it. I, have I no idea. Like, I what really it's like, like I I don't have a peripheral understanding of Tinder, and that is a great pun. But I, it is. <laughs> Hi-o. But Hi-o. I never bothered with it either because it is like, because it's like, I just, I've seen girls sit there and flip through photos and it's just like, they're just a no, 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 no. And it's just like, they go through the entire gamut of what a man can look like and it just, you're said no to all of it. What are you looking for in a human being? That's so you know what weird. I mean? So within that too, like, because like, it's just based on a photo of your face. I pop up with one eye and it's just like, I'm pretty sure I can f- swipe left and th- I'll just find, you know what I mean? There's like, I, I, I at least want somebody with two eyes. That the, at the very least, that's what I want. And I don't have an opportunity to be like, hey, I'm kind and a little funny, and quite charming actually. Like you don't have that opportunity when it's just like a straight, ha ha, yeah, this you, is my face. You need to write that on the photo like Snapchat or something like, like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, I know, hear me out. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't swipe that way. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, babe, Trust I'm, I'm I'm kind and I'm also yeah. very funny and like, <laughs> and then drop a stupid uh, pun about uh, peripheral vision on her right at the That's gates, right. and she's like, "I knew it." I fucking swipe the no way, whatever delete, the no block is. deletes yeah. the app too. Yeah. Ruins her dating. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But I like, but that's the thing. Like, so, like, this was like one of my first dates. But like, I'm sure, you guys know. Like, you just sometimes it's just not a connection. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like she was a really nice girl, um, but there's just we couldn't have been more opposites. And so. I just, are you you're you're killing me because you're killing the magic of it because you're telling me that a reality show couldn't <laughs> have brought two people together shocked. in love like this. I am shocked. The magic of television is being dispelled as we speak right now. Because they they brought on a nurse <laughs> Because they thought she'd be okay with the eye. No, oh, no. shut the fuck no. up! I'm not fucking no. kidding you. That, so I'm that not was, kidding you. So at some I'm point, when they were screening her, they were like, "They're like, okay, do are you have you, seven years you, worth of medical experience? You've seen some shit, huh? Good, good. And are you a fan of Mash? Have you worked? Love this kid, have man. you worked in a prison before or military experience? <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, what kind of fucking recommendation? Yeah, fuck? I'm just like. Did you try looking for just like a, a human being? Yeah. Look at a psycho combat prerequisite. Yeah. And so it was like, that was literally like one of the only things we had in common was that she 
you know, could th- throw me some hydrogen peroxide if I needed it. You know what I mean? Jesus. So really, but like, that's what I mean. Like there was like, she was a really nice girl and she was like, like, you know, fun and whatever, but it just, there was nothing there. Like we couldn't be totally more different people. Couldn't be possibly. I, I think they dropped the ball on, on, on giving you the nurse. Wait, a little, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I just, I don't think I'm being out <laughs> of line by saying that. I think it's pretty awful. Like, I ended up having a great night hanging out with Ryan and his date afterwards. That was the rest of my date night. <laughs> We slams and beers, the three of us. You became the third guy. Nice. Nice. But it was fun. I mean, like, and that was kind of the thing, too, is I was also just like, ah, fuck it. Like, I, 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 I trolled her for, like, three hours. Like, I tried to introduce her. I tried to FaceTime my mom 15 minutes into the day to introduce her. To my mom, right away. <laughs> that would be charming. I think that girls would find she that find charming. It charming. I don't think that's a no. It, I just see. That's what I mean. I, it's you don't not think a that's charming char- thing. Mike, it's not you don't a think charming that's charming. Thing. I don't. I don't think that's charming at no, all. No, it's a very forward, creepy thing to do to another human being. Fifteen minutes in, you- <laughs> yeah. This is my mom. I'm like, ah, oh, it's my mom. Here, look at this. Oh, look at this. exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> but like stuff like that. But then it would be fun too, where it was just like because I was just doing whatever, and then at one point they come over, you know, and they're like. Uh, Alex, we just need you to excuse yourself to go to the washroom and we need to talk to you in the back. Right? So you try to make that natural, like, excuse me, I'll be right back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the producer leaves and I just look at her. I'm like, I need to poop. And I got up and walked away. You know what I mean? Just like I got to play with, you know, just you fuck around with stuff like that. That's how you set the mood, Alex. You look her in the eye and you just let her know it's defecation time. Yeah. And you just (laughs) just go sit down. Yeah. (laughs) I'm ready to empty myself so you can fill me with your mouth. Yes. Oh, God. Did you bring any gauze? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a hell of a line. It's a hell of a line. <laughs> Fuck. Would, all right. Uh, you know what? What time is it? What do we got here? I think we're, we may be running over a little bit. You have a fucking weekly show you have to go run. Where time are we? We're at uh, quarter after nine here. Oh, Dev Dev is please. He's going to wonder what the fuck's going on. He's going to say, Daddy. Daddy. Oh, Hendrix got suspended. Who, uh, who are you referring to there? <laughs> Um, Get on the mic when you talk, you fucking. Sorry. Uh, this is a new location, so getting used to it. But you it can is see weird it, looking out on Gastown. It like, is kind of weird seeing the street, which is it's actually really cool. But then, like you know, what's really cool is like this whole time. Yeah. There's been this like whole group behind us, and the camera. I don't know. The camera can see this angle, but there's these people. After you take oh, your we can float, see you just come and lounge in this area over here. Where it's really peaceful, and they project like I don't know polar bears on the wall and things like that. It's, it's a it's a space called Float Space, and there's. A looping video of something floating in space. Float house. I'll see myself. There's up. also yeah. There's <laughs> also maisons uh, projected up there. If you want to, it's get a gorgeous it. space. Uh, do you, you have to go? I do have to go. Okay, let's do hockey quick, or what do you want to? Let's do. do what was your agenda? Let's do a power minute of hockey. A power minute. Okay. Okay. Starting. I'll I'll concede to you. Ready. Begin. Uh, I don't know what's happening with my Winnipeg Jets. They are probably going to trade Bufflin by the deadline. It's going to happen. It's gonna, it, has it has to happen. To. And that's but, but it's shit like that that drove me crazy. Like this Ryan Johansson mm-hmm. trade. They pick up Seth Jones. I understand they're a similar age. One for one. 100%. Fuck that. Columbus <laughs> doesn't want Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> Forget it. 
Like they're rich. The, 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 the Columbus Blue Jackets are like a team. Like they're, they're a team that lives paycheck to paycheck. You know what I mean? It's, like it's we'll try this true. this year. We'll try this this year. We'll try that. He's the Buffalo fits into that formula perfectly. Did you see the uh, someone put up uh, uh, a meme of all the players that Columbus has traded oh, away? Oh my! It the, makes a whole team. Oh. Yeah, it's Every a whole position team. Is full. And it's a sick. it's a pretty sick the team. Only actually, issue with the team is that there's. Uh, one too many left-handed defensemen. That's true. That's the only issue with the team. But fuck that. I mean, it's no Team Canada, obviously. No. But yeah, yeah. But but it's like Voracek's on there. You know what I mean? Voracek, their fourth line. They have Umberger on their fourth line. I mean, yeah. he's, he's playing fourth lineish nowadays. But like at the time, forget come it. On. Yeah, get out of here. But that's, that's what I mean. And so I just like like Ryan. You know, something something's got to give. Because the problem and the what really scares me is that it's going to end up being Paul Maurice. Because I really like yeah. Paul Maurice, but I don't, I, I can't think of another explanation than a team that was so dominant mm. because they were so physical or dominant, sorry, physically dominant, mm-hmm. and uh, like they had such a defensive game. That's what that's the kind of play that got us into the playoffs. And then we yeah. started that this season off with a bit of a hot streak, right? With mm-hmm. that same style of play, and then decided we wanted five, six goals a game. And all of a sudden, we're losing them left and right. And for the first time in five fucking years. I'm excited that I'm a 500 team and realizing, <laughs> fuck, I'm excited I'm a 500 team. It, uh, it drives me crazy. And that's where I'm like, something's got to give. Hell, you buck is the future of, of, uh, of goaltending in Winnipeg. No questions asked. Having said that, of course, the all-star break is always our absolute goaltending kryptonite. Um, Hutchinson last year was the same issue. Um, but at the same time, like something's got to give. Something has to give. One of the rumors that I saw that I really liked was Bufflin. Have you seen this one? Bufflin, Perro, Lowry, uh, and I think a fourth round pick for Malkin. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. First of all, Pittsburgh is. I said I saw a rumor. They're more likely to trade Kessel while he still has trade value, then they would be to trade Malkin right now, in my opinion. I think they would trade Kessel before they would trade How Malkin. How fucking angry would Phil Kessel be? <laughs> Dude, he would go from, from Toronto to the to Pittsburgh, to failing in Pittsburgh, to Winnipeg. And yeah. then you got to imagine a guy like Chris Thorburn's going to be like, hey, Philly, oh, you're going to love it here. It's fucking great. <laughs> Come up to the north end. <laughs> all right, all right. Just Kessel's just like, oh, that's so funny. That's so fucking funny. Alex Sparling is a very, very, very funny fucking stand-up. Chris Thorburn welcoming Phil Kessel to Winnipeg. Fucking Sparling is such a funny guy. Alex Sparling, how can they follow you if they want to follow you online? Um, On Twitter, at Mr. Sparling, M-R Sparling. And uh, on Instagram? No, oh, I, Instagram. I tried. No, every I, fucking time I try to tag you on Instagram, I can't do it. Because I, I tried Instagram, didn't like me. I tried Instagram for like three weeks. I posted like really cool photos of like like a delightful Roladen that I meant, which is made, which is Roladen. It's this <laughs> delicious German Roland? dish. You know what I'm it's talking about? It's yes. amazing. You guys are more cultured than I am, probably. <laughs> but then, um, and then, or like, I found like the authentic Rhino head in a pawn shop. Like, the authentic Rhino head from Jumanji is sitting in a pawn shop in Chilliwack. <laughs> the real one from the movie. I know, and I found it, and I'm like, I've got some great shots here, and I got nothing on it. it somebody's like, your Roladen looks like poop, and I'm like, I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> your Instagram game is like the open mic guy that does one five minutes 
and bombs and then it's like fuck this comedy is not exactly for me. it that's what 100 percent it yeah, just stop but I, still, <laughs> and then I sit at the back of the bar and drinking and looking at everybody's photos through through other means make one beat and you're like this beat isn't that hot it's not Dr. Dre fuck this I'm out of here I'm, I'm done, done. Yeah. yeah um Mike how can people follow you on social media oh uh, you can follow me at at the Saavedra on Twitter fucking roots and you can always follow me at md underscore boomsday all forms of media and uh, make sure you follow and subscribe to us at intergalactic interviews mr sparling go you're, jets go you're a funny fucking guy i love you thank I you, love so you. hey thanks a lot boys bring it in right here yay okay we'll see you guys next week boom yeah.